Torah isn't education, it's transformation. This is Chai Chinuch with Rabbi G. 101.9 Chai FM, Chai Chinuch with Rabbi G. We are back as we do every Monday, regardless if it's public holiday or not public holiday. Any day of the year, Monday, we are here to talk education, to talk about ourselves, how to improve ourselves, the world, how to be better people. What can we do to influence a better way to live for ourselves and for our families, communities, neighbors, country, and eventually the world. Any topic you'd like to speak about, any comments, anything you'd like to add on this chilled time that you have, hopefully enjoying your weekend and holiday and spending some time with your family. So if you do want to send in anything, 34519 is the SMS line, 0618951019 is the telegram, or you could even call in if you'd like, 0101403020. But we'd love to hear from you and your messages, and today I have a special guest here in the studio, I think special for the times of chilling during public holidays, and I'm here with Yvette Schneider, who is a Pilates instructor for quite a few years here in the community with her own practice up and running. And good afternoon, Yvette. Thank you so much for being with us today. Hi, Rabaji. Thanks for having me. Okay. What is Pilates? Let's start simple. So Pilates is just a system of exercises that are based using your core, that help strengthen your body and help keep you flexible. And it also adopts the Eastern methodology of using the mind-body connection. So, yeah, it's a, it's an amazing way of exercising the body. Okay, where does the mind-body connection come in? So the mind-body connection comes in when you're able to really focus the mind and channel all your energy and efforts into what muscle you really want to target and the way in which you want to exercise that particular muscle. So it's through deep breathing, flow of movement, which comes down to the Pilates principles that we're taught, concentration once again and yeah just that real deep focus mental focus training i think it would be fair to say that the understanding of the core of the body and the importance Mm. of it that we need in order to stay focused and stay healthy and in line is a bit underlooked from people i don't know if some listeners are thinking like what is my core exactly to people knowing um, (laughs) more of what it does to us let's talk a bit about the importance and where it can affect us in life. So the core is and go, well, let's go well from firstly, there. what is your core? Okay, so I think people have a great misunderstanding what the core actually is. It's not just your abdominals. Your core, if you want to imagine it, think of a cylinder tube. So think of the top, the bottom, the sides, the front. So you have a variety of muscles. This would include the top being your diaphragm, the bottom being your pelvic floor muscles. The back, there's a d- deep uh, back muscle called the multifidus. And the core in the front, we talk about your transversus abdominis, the deep mus- tummy muscles there, and your internal and external obliques. So that's really the core. So you've got to actually think about all the muscles that are involved in there. And um, a lot Which of people... when that's the main part <laughs> yeah, of your it's, body. It's, exactly. So a lot of people come to me and they just think, okay, this is just abs. We're just working abs. And I have to explain to them to break it down that... Just even that deep breathing, that deep breathing is working your core. That's your diaphragm. So I do have a lot of people coming to me, and they have a lot of core issues. 
And yeah, it's, it takes time. It takes time to to get people. Into so that's fascinating. You're, you're talking about breathing as a technique to strengthen your core and mm. those muscles. We tend to think of muscles as something we need to either stretch or pick up lift uh, weights or something. Yeah. What other things do we do that actually strengthen our muscles and core? What other things do we do to strengthen? Like breathing it? or sure. Um, so you've got to, well, we deal a lot with breath work, and the thing is coordinating your breath work with exertion of your muscle. Okay. So that's that's a very, very um, big aspect that I've I found quite hard to get trained so and jo- like drilled into more. my clients' heads. Okay? okay, so let's talk about the breathing a bit more and what it does uh, to the muscle system. Sure, and the oxygenates, core, et cetera. oxygenates. Okay, but just beforehand, we do have an, uh, an announcement to make, and then we will continue our discussion. Hi FM, your station of choice since 2008. 101.9 Hi FM, by G. We are back, and just in the beginning of a fascinating discussion, I'm here with Yvette Schneider, who is a Pilates instructor, and we are talking about the core and the muscles and the importance of it. Uh, right before the break, we learned about the importance of mind-body connection and doing the exercise and getting on that track and fascinating me to hear and see how the breathing has an actual muscle impact on us besides for the calming and getting the energy which we'll hear about right now so anything you'd like to comment share add to this conversation or want to know about certain exercises or want to know about certain movements or anything about your body or your core please send in the questions comments Anything you'd like to share with us on this public holiday, 34519 is the SMS line. So 34519 SMS or Telegram, 061-895-1019, 061-895-1019. Or you could even call on this, you know, relaxed, chill day, 01014030.20. So, Yvette, we are sure. back to the discussion <laughs> on the core. Mm-hmm. And you started talking about the breathing and the mm-hmm. importance of the oxygen. So sure. let's go back onto that uh, discussion. Sure. So when we're looking at our core, mm-hmm. we used to, let's look at the breathing part of it. Sure. Where does that come into place? Okay. So firstly, when you exhale, it initiates a muscle contraction. So that's the first thing. So wherever you choose to target your muscle, you need that exhale to help initiate that contraction so that's how powerful the exhale truly is secondly if you really focus on the way that you breathe it really brings you back to being centered and focused and very present in in what you're doing at that precise moment so a really great trainer will always be focused on your breathing on your presence and remind you these are the muscles we're targeting this is the kind of way that I want you to execute your exercise and so on and so forth. Okay. So you need the exhaling for helping the actual work you're doing Absolutely. on the muscle to give you that extra energy. But staying calm during exercise mm-hmm. will give you a better ability to exercise? Sure. Well, well, with Pilates, with Pilates, possibly with yoga, um, I'm not too familiar with yoga, I must say, just slightly. <laughs> okay. Um, I can't speak for the others. I'm, I'm not, well, I'm not, de- you know. I, 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 We're here for Pilates. Exactly. Okay. We're here for Pilates and that's what I can talk ah, okay. about. <laughs> okay, perfect. Okay, so then we have the breathing. What other uh, things that we do on day-to-day life affects our muscles mm-hmm. and our core? This our, our core is involved in absolutely everything we do every single day. The core is your powerhouse. That's actually what the 
core is actually supposed to be called, the powerhouse. So standing tall, being pain-free, I mean, you name it, you need your powerhouse. You need, you need that powerhouse to be nice and strong, to keep you. So how do I power that powerhouse besides okay. for the exercises or? Okay, so normally when I give homework actually to my clients, I get them to try and focus yeah. on a There's very There's nothing simple... we want to hear in a public holiday more than homework. So that's oh, great. yeah, no, we, we all love Perfect. that, don't we? <laughs> okay. So like a, a very basic thing that I'll try and tell my clients is to draw their shoulders together, pull their scapula together, try and imagine a five-rain coin between their shoulder blades. It's a great visual because they need to try and maintain this shoulder blade connection to try and pull their shoulders back. And when they do that, then they're able to lift their ribs upwards, lifting your ribs upwards, opening up your chest, trying to crack that sternum open to give yourself that space in the rib cage to be able to breathe efficiently. So okay. that's that's one of the things that I try and work on with them. Homework, again, homework. When okay. you're driving, when you're talking, when you're walking, when you're at office, when you're at home, when you're with your kids, wherever you are, this is something you can work on absolutely anywhere. That five-rand coin, keep it between your shoulder blades, keep squeezing and keep drawing those shoulders back. Lifting okay. the ribs upwards, keep lifting your rib cage upwards, and imagine your waist narrowing. Lifting the ribs up, narrow their waist. Next major one, which I'm sure if anybody has Googled Pilates videos or anything of the sort, they have seen a major key phrase, navel to spine. So navel to spine is a huge, huge um, concept, and it works. I cannot tell okay. you how much it works. For those of us who haven't Googled it, what is it about? So it's about an effective way in how we can draw ab our abdominals in as effectively as possible. So the best way to do it is just to, again, you can do the standing, you can do this in the kitchen, you can do this anywhere, anywhere, as I tell my clients. Just try and imagine taking your belly button and trying pulling it inwards and slightly upwards towards your spine. Okay, I know a lot of trainers will use this in the studio. We'll go more in depth into it, of course. But sometimes we all just need something, even if it's small, just to try and help us to activate our abdominals as effectively as possible. So this is also this is also very helpful in connecting our abdominals. Try and pull your belly button into your spine and hold it there. Breathe normally, breathe naturally, and try and elongate your spine while you do this. Okay, and there's nothing to worry. You can't damage yourself or do anything no. wrong with these exercises. Well, your body, this is an amazing thing. Your body talks to you. If you're intuitive enough or if you even just put aside your thoughts for a bit, listen to what your body tells you. If, if you start pinching in your abs or your back starts pinching, your body is essentially talking to you. Your body is then saying, Stop. enough. Okay. Stop. This isn't working for me. Right. Okay. okay. So, so trusting yourself is definitely an important concept when trust, it comes there. Trust. Trust. Trust yourself. Listen to your body. Give it what it needs. We know that lying sedentary and doing nothing is 100% wrong for ourselves. It, we don't feel good about it. So even if you are injured or you've gone through a really hard time or whatever it may be, there are little small things that you can do daily and multiple times during the day to help yourself. And that's mm. a key thing. That really is a key thing. Okay. So we're talking about the holding your shoulders back with the five-rand coin over Correct. there. And pulling in. So that's for posture correction. Okay. When we're pulling the shoulders back, that's for posture correction. Why do we care about posture correction? We want to breathe effectively. We want to move 
in a more aligned fashion because we don't want to be out of alignment. We can hurt ourselves. One side can, um, I've just gone blank. One side can, uh, what's that word? So, Make up for the other words. The one, <laughs> com- <laughs> just one is compromising and one is yes, actually exactly, filling in. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And then the one side gets stronger than the other. And that is certainly not what we want. We want a body uniformly developed and uniformly aligned so that we can go forward and go ahead in life. Um, as strong as possible. So we're going to have to look at that uh, also, uh, you know, on a practical level, the pasture and the, and the understanding and how important it is. Even in sitting in class, if a child is sitting and wasting all their energy, oh, yeah. focusing on how to hold the pen and pencil and write, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. because they don't have strength in their posture, then definitely we can expect uh, lack of focus and uh, ability in, in their cognitive ability. So we, we definitely need 100%. to touch base on that. Mm-hmm. And I also need to look at a bit at the, at the normal stuff. That are, I don't know how much is happening, like walking, running, going places, being involved in that area. So we will go into that shortly after another quick break. In the meantime, any thoughts, any comments you want to ask Yvette, you want to ask me, you want to comment or add to the show or discuss what your thoughts are about the exercise and movement, then please, 34519 is an SMS line, 0618951019, or you could even call at 0101403020, and we will be right back. IFM, 101.9 megahertz of life. 101.9, we are back here discussing the... Uh, um, the power of Pilates and what we need in order for our bodies to be strong and powerful and function. So we just started with the core, with the with the posture. Let's understand a bit about the posture and mm-hmm. let's talk about it a bit for kids in school, in um, the effect that it has on actual mm-hmm. the functionality and what it takes away from success in different ways. Sure. So let's look a bit. What is the posture? How do we identify it and see when we need to look at it? I mean... Sometimes I have children that walk in through my studio and they're instantly walking in, they're slouching, they look exhausted. Um, you can see that there's just no core strength there whatsoever. There's a lot of factors that go into account for where there's an issue with posture. Maybe there's hypermobility, whatever it may be. I think the fact that nowadays it's so much screen time that kids are given there's there's just in general a total change that I've seen even in the last 10 years in uh, in how the youth have come across as far as what's happening with their posture in general and even since COVID since COVID there's just a huge change um, as far as our lifestyles are concerned um, as far as postures what, con- what do you mean COVID? What did COVID I think he, we stayed home a lot we stayed home we had to stay home I don't think uh, most of us had the option in that but a lot of us stayed home and a ki- the kids got on their screens and a lot of us got on our screens as well and um, as a result people's postures in general suffered I mean my own took a bit of a hit and I had to work I've had to work very very hard to try and correct it are we still seeing the effects of COVID on, I on our bodies? 100% I am Okay. I see it. Mm. So you could see that the clients you're seeing today, mm-hmm. that we're looking mm-hmm. at roughly three years since it started, sure. you are seeing an effect on the posture and how they hold themselves, etc. I am, yeah. At all ages or younger kids, not as bad? I think all ages. It, it, it really left a mark. It really left a mark. I mean, it's 13, 14 years of teaching and... 
It's, wow. it's significant. It, it really is significant. Okay, so then how do we address that? What do we need to do when we identify um, people tired, holding themselves, mm -hmm. stress? How do we start approaching it? Even before, obviously going to Pilates, but before we go down that before route. Before that, before that, I think the key phrase would be awareness. Awareness is huge. You've got to just be aware of what's going on with my body you know taking sometimes you know we're lucky we have our moms and our dads to kind of guide us along but what if we're on our own and there's no one really bringing that awareness to our attention you know so we need to be so if you feel something is not really working in your body or something is worrying it usually presents as pain that's the first step you know pain will come along and that will be the kind of hello here i am <laughs> There's and pain here and we need to sort this out and that's usually the first indication that something's wrong, something's not okay. Okay. And if you and if you're a parent looking at your child, would mm -hmm. you pick up signs like I don't know, if your child would rather do their work laying down instead of sitting by a table, things like that, would that sure, that's, be a sign? It's tempting. It's truly, truly tempting as a parent to allow such a thing. But that's just treating the symptom and not going straight to the cause and the cause we know is there is a core problem. My child cannot even keep their back up straight. So if your child is really struggling to stand for a long time or to help. sit by a table, mm. then they do need help. They need help. Okay. So when when a child is managing in school to sit straight throughout the day, what effects would it have when the child is challenged with his core and strength or her posture? Would we see it on, the, on their cognitive abilities, on their focus, on their... It, writing and all of the above. It will, were. it will be seen. You will be able to see it 100%. I mean, sometimes the core is so weak and the posture takes such a hit, they flop down onto a desk and they, they cannot actually focus in class whatsoever. I mean, we are ruling out other issues going on here. I mean, we're just talking about the physical, correct? We're not talking about all the other aspects that can go into a child wanting to just collapse and place their head on their forearms and rest in a class so Definitely. if we're just focusing clearly on the physical which is what i'm here for i would say that a child needs to be correctly kindly trained to sit upright to learn how to engage their core and you can't you, you've got to go slow i mean this whole thing where we just throw kids into the deep end these days and expect them just to swim when they have so much on their plate I don't think that's reasonable. They need to know that movement is fun. They need to know that building their posture can be fun, and it's not terrible. It's not hard. It's not punishment. How do we make it fun? It's in the way we give over the information. Isn't okay. that just like everything? Exactly. <laughs> so what exactly. tools would you recommend, you know, you, you, you're home on, on the weekend, on the public holiday, or whatever it is, and you have time to spend with your kids, what exercises, games, like what would you say let's play with or focus on? I think keywords, using age-appropriate keywords. If the child is young, use words like, oh, what a, you know, your cute belly button, a round little belly button. You've, you've got to know the right words and how to talk to your child. A 13-year-old is not going to respond to such language. Okay. You have to know your child. You have to know what they respond to, and you have to respect them. 
you do have to respect them. If you're looking for specifics, Rabbi G, I, I'll, I'll I deal, I believe in very unique. You know, I believe that everybody is totally unique. There's no generalization for anybody. I can give general guidelines and rules. But there are things that help everybody. 100%. So That's why I gave the cue. Shoulder blades together, sitting up tall. There are a few tips that I can give people, you know, squeezing your glutes, squeezing your bum to try and sit taller when you're in a specific position that I like to use for mm-hmm. homework for my clients. And, uh, yeah, there is a lot. There is a lot you so can do. So in the fun times that we're going, would you say spend the time more in running in the garden or sitting by a table straight and practicing your so posture? A running in the or garden is cardiovascular. If you're trying to talk about someone's posture, we have to get their posture right before we start telling them to run in a garden. So what, what, what are we going to, okay, which so exactly aspect are we on now? We're Pilates, so we'll have Perfect. to start with the Pilates. Let's go back to Pilates because <laughs> yeah, exactly. that's what I know. <laughs> exactly. So we, we do have to look at the posture. So sure. what, what you're saying is we need to bring in the games around the table mm-hmm. and around standing straight, sure. sitting straight, and we can do, that area. You know, so PB, personal best. So we can all take turns in a fun way where we each be, um, try and beat our personal best time at sitting in a particular position where we're all sitting straight, uh, things like that, make it fun. Games, games, games around who can sit tallest, who can sit tra- straightest, who can pull their shoulders back. Um, I know with, with my child, I tried, I have three. Amazing children. <laughs> Amazing yeah. children. But I remember with one, I used to say, think of a giraffe. And a giraffe is a common cue used in Pilates because a giraffe has a long neck and its head is far away from its shoulders. And this is a beautiful cue to remind us to keep our shoulders far away from our ears. So start, you know, you can get very creative and you can make it very, very fun for youngsters. But the hard age is when we kids start, you know, getting to the teenage years and trying to get them. Then they have to have their own like bit of self-motivation thrown in there. But usually they want it for themselves. They want to stand tall and proud. And imposters connected to confidence. Imposters connected to so much, you know, that we need as as individuals moving forward in the world out there. I, I, that's a, a, an important thing to teach when we speak with our kids about mm. that when you are standing straight and sitting nicely, you will feel with more confidence sure. and you will feel more powerful. Correct. That's when, how we introduce ourselves to the world. Is there awareness in that when the kids come to you into your studio for the first time? Are they aware of the impact that it has on their confidence, the way they hold themselves? So they might not have that awareness. I have that awareness of something that I need to build within them. And then I do gently and delicately kind of bring that in to the training and uh, hope that the self-esteem grows and grows. Because, you know, I'm in the business of wanting to build people, not only physically, but then that should overflow into wanting to build them emotionally too. So seeing that emotional connection, the ability. When we talk about toddlers, let's talk about babies for a bit. Mm -hmm. There's the stage in the beginning when a child is just learning the world and developing on their own. Is Is at that time, a few months, a year, two, is that a time for parents to try to help the child grow? Or is that a time to let them just do their thing let nature work let they know what to do so this is a good question actually and i've been out of this kind of world for a very very long time (laughs) so i'm going to go back to something that i do remember and that was called tummy time where you lay your child where the baby is on its tummy 
and they don't like it, but they have to work very hard to keep their head upwards and they work their spine. So the posterior chain is really engaged. And if you, I don't know if you remember, Rabbi, about this, but they don't enjoy tummy time on that mat. No, and it's only in my age that you start enjoying it. It's not, um, <laughs> yeah, no, definitely not. I love okay. that. Okay. And um, so when I go back to that, and you know, even taking their first steps or crawling, whatever it is, the parent is always there cheering along or trying to put something in front of the child to motivate them to keep reaching up, lifting up, pulling up, moving forward. Parents, we are their motivators. And that's the truth of it. We really are their motivators. But again, so that's as they so get older, they do need to positioning and, and, and motivating, but mm. not correcting and not getting involved so much. Again, I'm not an OT. I'm not a physio. I cannot answer this. I'm not qualified that's to. Not so what are the ages that you do start getting intervened when it comes to Pilates and things like that? So I've had uh, usually around seven. I've had six, seven. And then a vital time that I'm noticing a problem with postures is the early teenage years. I think it's, and I do believe it's connected to self-esteem. Or, of course, if there is an actual issue of just an, you know, core weakness or whatever it is that comes in the family or, you know, hypermobility, whatever it is, or just lack of actual exercise. And they're only now 14, 15, waking up to the world saying, okay, well, I need to actually exercise. Okay, so let's talk about what the teenagers hate when we talk about. Is Are you seeing the effect of the hours sitting in front of a sure. computer, a cell phone, mm -hmm. and is that position actually damaging it's their core and the back? And 100%. They're stooping down their neck, which then follows through and affects the way that they round their shoulders, their spine. It's 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 a disaster. So if a teenager would come to you and say, listen, I'm not letting go of my phone for one second, okay. but you tell me how to do it in a healthy way, what would you say? I would get very specific. I would need okay. to know laptop, cell phone. I'd need to know absolutely everything. Uh, even okay. with my clients right now, I need to look at the way they sit in their car and take it from there. I get very specific. Okay. So I'd need to prop them up the way they're sitting. Um, they okay. need to do their homework. They need to. There's a lot of. There's actually a lot that goes into correcting the way you're currently living right now, your lifestyle, and the adjustments that need to be made. And on a general level, there's the mm -hmm. don't do's. You're saying don't sit with your neck bent. No. Down. No. Okay. You just shoulders try to back. Sh shoulders back. Your abs in. But if somebody's sitting at a desk for three hours, whatever it is, studying nonstop, you know, there's as in much. In generation, I wish. Okay. <laughs> if there's, if they, if you're queuing all these things, that's fantastic. That's in an ideal world. But you have to go and train. You can't keep your body upright if you don't have the muscles to support these bones. Right. So we have to be practical about it. And we have to be practical. Okay. So we definitely need to see where that comes into place. So, but on a general level, holding your back bent forward towards the device or your neck down or. Shocking. Yeah. It is a big concern. It's a big concern. Correct. Okay. So would you recommend, I don't know, people watching movies should do it by a table and not on a couch? Yeah, rather. It's it's better, or they just have to prop themselves up correctly. They have to they have to readjust themselves, reposition themselves, and um, I mean you see it everywhere. Get active, get outside, and and just try and spend less screen time.
What are the muscles that people are surprised when they come into the studio? Like they didn't even know they had them or that uh, they were such an important effect on I their life. There's, there's a saying in Pilates, no muscle gets left behind, you know, <laughs> or there's new muscles that you, you know, I don't, I don't even know these muscles exist. Okay. And it's very, very true. So I'll be honest with you. People get surprised constantly when they start Pilates. They, they feel things they've never felt before. Um, we're not just involved in working these these big major muscle groups. It's also the smaller little muscles that seem to be hidden and left behind that people start discovering and start working. Okay, so what are those muscles that – give me an example of something that we should be aware and we're not. Sure. Have you got an hour or what? <laughs> One. <laughs> um Look, the, I have to tell you that the pelvic floor is a big shocker for people and how, how really important it is. And it's a, it's a passion of mine because of the lack of awareness of it. Okay. so And that's for everybody. That so works. Your what bladder, is the that, pelvic floor? Let's start okay. basic. Okay, yeah. basic, the pelvic floor. So what it does is it supports your bladder and your bowel. Okay. okay? And um, I find that it's, people are just not educated enough about it. They just they're just not educated enough about actually how to truly locate these muscle this muscle, how to actually work the muscle correctly, and how beneficial it is for you in your life going forward, and what it actually means if you overwork it as well. I've also seen in my studio issues where it's been overworked, so okay. that's just one little thing to hit on. Um, yeah. So, is there any? Um, n- usage that we generally do we use it when we're sitting we use it when we're where where does it come into play yeah so i make people more aware of instead of sitting on your coccyx rather sit on your pelvic floor muscle um i mean i just i bring in that awareness as much as possible as much as i can the big ones i think for everybody out there please guys please be aware of when you're driving when you're walking whatever it is just get that head up lengthen the neck drop the shoulders down Pull those shoulders back and walk out with a chest that is open, a sternum that is wide open. You want to increase the surface area in your chest and decrease the surface area in your back by pulling those shoulder blades together. It makes such a huge difference. And, of course, drawing that belly button into your spine. Just try just try and lengthen yourself. Okay. It makes a massive difference to your lifestyle. Okay. What are the risks with Pilates? Overdoing it, pushing, or it's... Pilates is something you can do every single day. Be careful if you... I mean, if you're not under a trainer, of course there are risks. There's nobody really watching you carefully. Um, You can, of course, hurt yourself. You're not being watched correctly. I mean, I'm a trainer myself, and I would prefer to have my own trainer watching me. Um, Because of putting a muscle in the wrong direction, or because of what? The risks aren't terribly high. It depends on you and your nature. <laughs> okay. What kind of person you are. I mean, if you take things to the extreme, I guess anything could be risky. Um, but it's generally safe. If you're pregnant, don't do it at home alone, please. Don't do that. Okay. Be cautious. Get a trainer. Um, there's risks if you involve the equipment, so reformers, Cadillacs, chairs, because you need to know how to work the equipment, obviously. But I think with a mat and ball, you can you can be okay. okay. You can be pretty safe. Yeah, just okay. fo- just follow someone really great, someone very qualified, experienced with a lot of followers. I think that's 
that's a good option. Okay. Is there certain ages that it wouldn't be healthy? Or times if you're too old or too young or too, I don't know. Generally, it's okay. Yeah, so, generally, it's generally it's okay. Again, you've got to be sensible about who you choose and how you choose, and that's with absolutely everything. Be sensible. Okay. So we do need to take another break. But when we continue, I, I want to hear, when we look at the school system, the public yes. system, where does that come into play? Are we? Is there a role for the schools to have with when it comes to the sitting properly, the strength of the core, the physical aspect, or forget it, it's for academics mm -hmm. and education. Let's look into that a bit. And any comments, any thoughts you have about it? Do you think we need to look more at that part of health in schools, in, in the public space, in the systems, or it's very individual? 34519 is SMS line 0618951019, or you could even call it 0101403020. Hi FM, 101.9 megahertz of life. 101.9, we are back and here discussing a fascinating discussion about Pilates. I'm here with Yvette Schneider, who is a professional Pilates trainer. And before we go into the mind part and the importance of Pilates for the mind and for sanity, etc., we just before the break, I asked you regarding schools and mm -hmm. the school system and where is the room in the public space for Pilates. First of all, are these exercises and awareness happening inside the schools generally? Not that I'm aware of. Okay. Um, there's definitely a need for it. So what are we losing out? Say that again? What are we losing out <laughs> by not doing that? Well, we have children that sit at desks that are very much in pain. They can't concentrate. You know, these kids are also very stressed. Rabbi, they're very, very stressed. They need to learn how to cope with the stress. Their okay. anxiety is high. I mean, like I said, I'm a mom. I see what goes on. I see what happens. So what is... So, so okay, so first of all, I think maybe we need to approach, and as every parent, maybe speak to your teacher and your school and see where that comes into place mm -hmm. and awareness. Do, as a pedagogical instructor, would you give guidance to a parent or to a teacher sure. for what to expect for this cha child in the class? Sure. I mean, I would also, if I want to do it properly, I'd want to be more in-depth about, you know, what other challenges the child has physically. But if you want to just kind of cover the surface of it, I think that... Schools do need to be involved. They need to, they need to be watchful of, of these kids. Are, they, can, you know, are they breathing? Are they, they need time as well. They need mental space time. They need, they need to learn how to breathe correctly. They need to know how to sit correctly. It, otherwise, it's, it's painful sitting at that desk for so many hours during the day. Yeah, and, and becomes almost an unfair expectation from the child to cope through school that way. I like that word, expectation. There's a huge expectation. Correct. Okay. okay. So when we talk about Pilates and about the strength and core, etc., what does it do to our mental space? space? Uh, so as we get stronger, and as I've seen with my ladies, as they get stronger, they, they just change. They change as people. They seem more confident. They, feel, they seem more settled. It's, it's the way that they can approach the world in a better way. Okay, so mentally, people that are training and holding themselves physically better are calmer and focused? Totally, of course. Okay. They're more in control. 
if they you know if you're in control with your in your body then you can feel more in control of what's going on around you at least a little what are the areas of improvement that people tell you you know nothing to do with pilates but suddenly in my life i can see a change in this oh. area there's always that word that comes back to me Yvette, I'm so aware. I was never aware of X, Y, Z before. So whatever area that I'm particularly working on, not just their general well-being or their strength or whatever it is, but there's always with somebody one or two areas that they really need to work on. And now that it's been brought to their attention and the awareness of it, they'll always come back and they'll say, ah, oh, I'm finally aware of this. So that's so I'm, great. I'm picking up and I'm seeing, okay. When somebody's calmer, obviously we will see that effect at home as well, between siblings, between mm -hmm. families. Is Are we overrating, and let's be fair, I know this is your area, but are we overrating the calmness effect of exercising within people? Or are we actually seeing changes in homes that when people start exercising, they become more pleasant and nice and just a better environment? If you're really seeing change... From your exercise regime and if you're seeing change you feel the change you feel change within you which means it's going to filter through and overflow into the rest of your life that's what's going to happen you're going to see change everywhere okay let's talk about something that you don't do directly okay. but i think has a huge impact sure. let's talk about sleep mm. when clients come to you tired when clients come to you can you, if they don't say, hey, I didn't sleep last night, can you see it on them? Yeah, you, well, I mean, I know I can. I can see it. They looked wiped out completely, and the quality of their training is... And where does that affect our lacking. functionality in on the physical level? And obviously, that will impact our mental space as well. Well, of course. You know, we need, we need good quality sleep in order to function, and it affects our cortisol levels. So sleep is huge. Okay. And Pilates, before sleep, after sleep... Stay. Be careful not to train in the evening, or no, there's no boundaries just around train. that. It doesn't matter. Pilates, what. do it day, just night, it. all day, every day. Just train. Friendly for environment. But just also, do it again, listen to your body. Your body talks to you. You know okay. how much you can handle. So be be aware and focus and see if Away. it suits you and and if it is mm. the right thing for you. Correct. Um, and and. Other body functionals, do they intervene? Like, should you not train before eating, after eating, or is it not like general exercises or things? So when, let's say, somebody comes to me, they've had a big lunch, they've had a big breakfast, that's not ideal. No, that's, that's so really not ideal. It will make it harder. Uh, yeah, they won't, they won't matter. Just, it just makes it incredibly difficult, especially if I'm doing like really intense abdominal work with them or trying to give them a hard workout. It's 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 very difficult to work on a full stomach. Okay. Yeah. Generally, the work you do is mm -hmm. that work that's done purely on land, or do you sometimes would do these kind of exercises in water or out water or in different spaces that can change the effect, or perhaps give powers to people when they're on their own how to do it, etc. You can do it on your own, again, with the assistance of these YouTube videos or whatever it is that's out there and available to people. I'm talking about different surfaces, like sure, water, mattresses. Sure, you can do water. Um, I've seen there is water Pilates. There is that. You can 100% do it in different ways, different places, 100%. Um, I have found that the most effective way has been with the machines that I use. A lot of trainers out there have machines. And... 
it's it's remarkable what these machines are able to do. They create extra resistance for you in your training. Very helpful. Okay, so so that's how you can get to the, you'd say you the push. maximum you can you push. You can push nicely. You, mm. you can push. Push hard. Mm. Is there any person you would say to them, you literally need Pilates? Some, uh, I'm, it, it, it is a yeah. huge benefit for many people, but other areas that you feel that without that, this child or person won't actually function to their maximum without this help? Look, Pilates is for everybody. It really and truly is for everybody. So are you asking for someone specific? I'm wondering, like the, there are many things that are great for everybody, mm. but then certain people cannot manage without them. And I'm wondering, is there anything a parent could see on their child and say, listen, Pilates for this child will not be luxury and will not be helpful. It mm. will be a necessity. Mm. Mm. You know, the thing is, when you're working with the bed, the reformer bed, that machine, I just discussed the equipment that we use, that can hold, the bed essentially holds you, and that can really accommodate absolutely everybody. So I have been with people that have been really ill, and sometimes they're very, very frail, and uh, it's just a battle to lift one leg up at a time, or it's just a battle to interlock their fingers and to lift their neck up, their head up. I mean, we're talking really frail people here, and... If they're on their bed and they're supported by their bed, they can even work. Even they can work. Okay, so people that are at a point that cannot do traditional exercise or cannot yeah, do too much movement or their bodies mm, are in a very bad space, then Pilates is an answer for them as it's well. It's definitely an answer. It's definitely an answer. And for the super strong, for professional dancers, sure. I've had the pleasure of teaching two professional dancers, and it's... Very exciting to teach. <laughs> I could just imagine. It's not yeah, my field. It's unbelievable. Uh, specifically, but okay. <laughs> so, so that, so basically it's the whole range and, and does give that support. So it, exactly. It's absolutely everybody. It really is. And everybody can benefit. Everybody can. Okay. Amazing. We do need to take one more short break sure. and then we're starting to head towards the end of this fascinating show. Okay. Hi FM, your station of choice since 2008. 101.9 FM, by G. We are back towards the final part of today's show. I was here today with Yvette Schneider, who is a Pilates instructor, speaking about the strength of the body, the core, the importance on mental health and academics, and just being a calmer and more engaged, successful person by getting into the physical, appropriate shape that you're in. Yvette, as we end the show mm. for today, what is the message that you have for the community and what would you say that we should be looking at and focusing on? So there's so much one could say to, to the larger community out there. But I think the most important thing that I want to say is, you know, we're all, I think we're all very, uh, we're all bogged down with a lot at the moment. And there's a, there's a, a fortune going on out there in this country at the moment. And I just want to say that, you, you you really don't need to feel hopeless as in this is what I'm stuck with. This is the body I'm stuck with. This is who I am and it's not going to change. Please don't don't ever feel that way. Don't. We have the ability to change and it's just a case of taking those little baby steps, small, small but consistent baby steps. And you can change how you look, how you feel. You just you just need to be very gentle on yourself and just go slowly. 
Just go slowly and you can change. Amazing. I think that's extremely important to not give hope and a very beautiful, optimistic um, way to end the show. Mm-hmm. I'll just read you one of the messages coming in. I found the Pilates instructor informative and authentic, Marianne from Northcliffe. So thank Marianne you, Marianne. I appreciate saying, that. Thank you. Um, to you, Yvette, so obviously well done. If anybody wants to be in touch with you directly or wants to come to mm. your studios or train or have any question, how would they be in touch with you? I have an email address. That's just going to be the easiest way to okay. get hold of me. It's Yvette Schneider Pilates at gmail.com. Okay, Yvette Schneider Pilates at, at gmail.com. gmail.com. Yes. Okay. So if anybody wants to be in touch directly with Yvette, that is the way. Yvette, thank you so much for taking your time on your public holiday and spending it as it's here with us and listeners, Hi FM. Thank you, Craig, for coming in on this day. Thank you, Sina, for putting this interview together. And thank you to the listeners. Thank you all for being with us today. As usual, it's always a pleasure to have this journey with you on Monday 2 to 3. So we will be back, please God, next week, Monday 2 to 3, with our next topic and next um, professional that we will be speaking to. In the meantime, stay safe, stay calm. And by the way, if you do want to be on the WhatsApp group that gets messages on who's going to be on the show so you could be informed and know ahead of time, just send a message to the radio, 34519, or Telegram, 0618951019, and you will get a link to join that WhatsApp group. So SMS the radio, 34519, or Telegram, 0618951019, so you can see on your phone who is going to be on the show, so you could prepare, focus, and actually benefit from these amazing things like we've had today with Yvette. So enjoy the rest of your weekend. Enjoy the great week. Hope you have a great productive week, and we will see you back here Monday, 2 to 3, and have just stay safe.